why we're here today to tell you about how amazing Viking Strong Resistance Bands are. They can be found at our website. Now, let's describe them. They are stretchy and they are squishy. They can be used for many different exercises. Yes, Viking Strong Resistance Bands are used to do more challenging squats, arm stretches, and much more. You can stretch them a lot. Please check out Viking Strong Resistance Bands on our website, www.wildernesslaw.us. When being strong isn't enough, be Viking Strong! There you go. Tristan, you want to read your commercial you wrote? It's good. All items at the Indian Mound Farmer's Market are from local sources. It's also a place to meet some really nice and fun people and bond as a community. It's fresh. All the delicious things at the market are items local farmers bring in from this season's harvest. Awesome products like eggs, pickles, they're the only pickles we buy, honey from Jackass Honey Farms, and jellies and jams. It's fun. They have arts and crafts, fashion accessories, and helicopter watch. Yeah, come on out to Liberty Hill, Texas, and check out Indian Mound Ranch Farmer's Market. Welcome to Season 3 of the Wilderness Law Podcast. Yay! Or your head's too small. Just keep one ear covered and you'll be good. Keep one ear covered. How we're doing? Coffee, coffee. Where's your watch at? The water's out there. It's almost done. Okay. All right. No, I said finish it for a reason. You're done. Put. You're done. Till we leave. Okay. Don't touch that bag. Don't touch your mic. Shouldn't have to tell you all this. Got it, man. Coffee. And I've been drinking that Black Rifle coffee most mornings. Uh, that's good stuff, buddy. Let's see. Are we recording? Yes, we are. Oh, we are. All right, kiddos. Mm. Do y'all have anything, any updates y'all want to give? I got a, I got a real strong field trip. Yeah, you do. Where are you going? Like, like Zito or I don't know, something gardens. I thought you were going to the Austin Zoo. That's a class thing. Okay, you're going to Zilker Gardens? Zilker something gardens, yeah. Zilker Botanical Gardens. Yes. It's awesome. You've been there before. I have? Yeah, I got pictures of you there. I haven't been there with you. I want to go there with you. I've loved going there. Come, when I was come, come, come. That was the place I first met this young gentleman. When come. Tristan was a wee lad... And I was dating y'all's mama. No, I probably have to work. (laughs) It's April. We can go there. Do I sound like overmodulated? No. Testing one, two. Like, does it sound distorted? My voice. You sound like really loud. Yeah. What's that all about? Testing one, two. How about now? Better? You still sound pretty loud. Testing one, two. Now you're too quiet. Testing one, two. That's yeah. Still. Testing one, two. That's good, that's good. Testing one, two. Testing. A. A. Yeah, that's good, that's good. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what's going on with it. You. Anyways. Any, hey, hey. 
Yeah, it sounds wrong. Do you do you have work on April thirteenth? Probably. Since it's Friday. Boy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Mary went full sheep face. But you know, hey, you know where we went to see Wizard of Oz? The play? So basically, Zilker Botanical Gardens is right across the street from that. Yeah, I like that area. I mean, the only problem with it is Austin is so insanely full of people now. Can you show me the pictures? Huh? It's the pictures of me and you sitting on the butterfly chair. <gasps> yeah. That's Silker Gardens. My favorite house. There's Hallelujah. a. My favorite part of it. Well, there's Marian two. Marion sounds kind of loud too. Yeah, well, because she keeps getting right, like too close yes. to the mic, and yes, so yes, do yes, I. Yes, 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 yes. What yes, about me? What, Joe? What about me? You don't you, get to you're go. in those pictures too. I'm me. How loud am I? There's you're one. good. Just stay oh, Marian, keep chill. like this there's much a... distance between I'm... you and the microphone. I'm sorry. I'm tilt your excited. microphone. Tilt your microphone up. All right, better. <laughs> Just not that much. Sit up straight. <laughs> wow. Okay. So what else? Oh, but uh, so there's two, two things other than the actual vegetation, which there's some cool like flowers and trees and all that garbage. Don't touch but, uh, that. There's a stop it. There's an old, there's a Texas-style log cabin there, which uh, tree, trees don't really grow straight in Texas. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot. There are some pines, but it's rare. So log cabins mm-hmm. back in the day in Texas were these squarely shaped, rough-hewn logs. They were, they tried to square them off, but they, I don't know. It looks like they did it with their teeth because they're all jacked up looking, and so they end up being more of the f- mud filler. Sometimes makes up the wall than the actual wood, but so, it's cool looking. So they're all like weird and out of place and jacked up. Ish, yeah. So they're like Tristan's teeth. Yeah, pretty much. Except they don't have mud filler. Yeah, well, and sometimes. and and they couldn't be replaced with lemons. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so, but anyway, so they have one of those there, and it's really neat. And they also have this cool, like, I guess you'd call it a gazebo or something, but it was donated by somebody from Japan. I can't remember. It has something to do with, like, a Japanese immigrant. There's a story on a plaque written there that's cool. But I always thought that was cool because when I was a kid and went there, we pretended that we were karate kid. I haven't seen that movie. Hey, we need to watch it. It's great. There's three of them, and they're awesome. Do you know what bonsai trees are? No. They're these tiny, awesome trees. It's like, you know, the, no taller than my water bottle here, but it looks like a legit tree. I think, like it's all... I think I've seen those in Living Maddie. Is it awesome. like me sized? No, much, much smaller. Smaller than you. You'd look like a giant next to it. Anyways. And I'm not saying something. I am very tiny. It's like it's like the size of my water bottle. <laughs> so, uh, Tristan, do you have anything to share? <laughs> no. Talk about your ag project or I'm doing science an ag project. cowboy project. I'm doing an ag project on Asian carp, and I found out how they, what, how and why they were introduced. Oh, tell, do tell. So, uh, Asian yeah. carp were introduced from Southeast Asia. 
to clean uh, water retention uh, ponds, ponds yeah. uh, and algae blooms to clean up algae blooms that go in the pond um, because uh, Asian carp can eat uh, uh, a third of their body weight every day in algae. Yeah. And when the flooding happened, I sound weird. Yeah, I don't me? know. I think something's messed up with the headphone up far. We'll work on it some other time. Oh, you know what? These are all low. Oh, my God. Oh, Tristan, Ooh. our voice. All right. That sounds better. Yeah, that, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, that yep, sounds yep, more normal for podcast I know. All right. Hopefully, that first part of the podcast isn't too crazy loud. Anyways, so um, when um, it flooded Mm -hmm. during the like some big flood, it it the water retention dams okay flooded they they um they um. Overflow and the fash got out. Right. Yeah, now they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. I, I, like, some of the ways that people are trying to, like, uh, get rid of them and or make them more, like, because right now they're just hiring the environment and they're not really, like, nobody wants them. Right. Because they're just... They're an invasive. They're an invasive, and so people are trying to, like, get... The government's trying to get people to like eat more of them and they're trying to like increase the prices and open a bigger market for them in the fishing industry and so people will go after more commercial fishermen Tristan yeah tell us about your science project your Texas thing that's the the what his Texas Journal thing. That's not science, Marion. No, it is really cool, though. It is really cool. You're, that's history, right? Yeah. Oh, I found out what I'm going to be, Stephen. What? I'm going to be a point, a point man. Yeah. What's his job? I know. Do you he, know? He uh, guides the uh, lead bull. And yep. Make sure. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, he's a pilot, basically. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's the job everybody wants, as opposed to being one of the drovers behind that just. Man. That just gets to dust eat dust face. all day yeah. long, yep. Dude, it did not make any sense because the first jobs to go... I guess there's, we should explain you're doing a project oh, yeah. in on his, the, on Texas history. Yeah, where you like, are doing like a journal of a yeah. cowpoke on a drive. Yeah, and so the first people to go were Wranglers. What do you mean the first people to go? Like the first jobs that went... Like the first job that got crossed off is this job is full were Wranglers. The guy who wrangled horses. What do you mean the first? Oh, like there was a list of jobs and you got to choose what job you want. Oh, because everybody likes horses because they're pretty. Yeah, but it was. And Rangers. That was the. You mean in class? Yeah. Okay. That was the first job to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they make twenty five dollars a month. Yeah. Compared to the thirty to forty dollars per month. That who makes? That the normal. I don't think that's accurate. What do you mean? Well, because there's only one Wrangler. So that job's way more important than any one cowboy. Okay, well, right. there's five Wranglers in my class. so. Mm. Well, and only one cookie. So. I'm getting all of my information from 
uh, J. Frank Doby books and that Andy Adams Log of a Cowboy book. And Lonesome Dove. No. No. But Lonesome Dove got its information from what I'm talking about. Oh, really? Because Larry McMurtry's from Texas. Mm. And so he grew up reading J. Frank Doby. And he definitely, if you read ever read Log of a Cowboy, you can see tons of like information that he took from that. Mm. It, not in like a rip-off way, but like, a, you know, the, the right way. Like paying homage or just needing information, right? Logistics. Yeah, that sounds like a cool project. I wish I would have had a project like that in school. All right. I need some leather. Like some like leather that we used for the teepee that we made. Yeah, I mean, like we can that. go buy that at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. All right, Joe, I had a really cool idea for a leather project today for the secret project me and Ben are working on. Ooh. Look at the logo I designed. That's that's a good logo. Right? Can I see? What's your thing gonna be? That's no, no, no. We're not gonna say it. It's super top secret. Oh, are you gonna tell us after? Yes, y'all get to see it. See it because you're in the room. But um, uh, Joe, what do you got? Nothing. I'm really excited for this project. Fun run. Ooh, the fun one. I don't want to hear about the fun run. I didn't want to sign you up for it, but whatever. Got you some bracelets. I don't really like running. Yeah, but running is boring. Running is something you do if a bear's behind you. Yeah, that's that's what me and my friend get on the mic. That's what me and my friend talked about. Like we were supposed are, to do get this. comfortable. Are are you comfortable? I'm comfortable. Okay. So like my, me and my friend talked about how like we were supposed to do this like big marathon thing for school. Yeah. And we were like, this is stupid. The only time we're going to need to run is if a bear is chasing us. And we live in Texas. Yeah. Well, I don't need to run. I, run. I would run from a snake, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so this is going to be the next podcast, or this is the next podcast in our series on preparing for elk hunting in the fall. All right. So we, what did we do last time? Do you remember, Marion? Marion? Remember Marion? We talked about, like, Nevada. And yeah, we picked the state. Do you remember which, Josie, do you, you're the one that won. Do you remember which state we're going to be hunting in? Um, Colorado. Good job. Give me five. Road. All right, so now we have to pick a unit in Colorado. There's only certain, okay, see which map is it? Okay, see the three Colorado maps, one on top of the other? Yeah, Here, the right purple, the gray, one, and the green two. one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. the gray one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, okay, so the gray one, all the units, all those things outlined in red are game management units, okay? And... So the ones that are gray are ones you can get an OTC tag in. Usually an OTC tag, is cool. that's over the counter. That means all you got to do is drive to Walmart, buy the tag, and go hunting in those units, right? But usually the other units are where um, they, uh, the which are, those are ones you, so the ones that are white and not gray, those are ones that you have to actually put into a lottery, you have to like go online, put your name in a lottery, and if you get drawn, you get a tag. 
Okay. What about the green ones on the gray? Uh, the green ones. Oh yeah, those are special regs uh, where it's like over the counter, but only on private land within that unit. Yeah, I don't know enough about those. Uh, but anyway, so but so the t- the units where you can put in for tags are supposed to be like the choice units. Those are the like dream units. Some of them. Some of them, I think, are draw for different reasons. But anyways, so we're going to put in for the lottery in one of those units, okay? And I narrowed, for the simplicity of the podcast, I narrowed it down to two. I had it narrowed down to one, but then we listened to that, was it wasn't, it was Jay Scott mm-hmm. Outdoors podcast, and they kind of rattled off some, and the one that sounded best uh, that they mentioned that is now like choice B. So the one I came up with is choice A. The other one's choice B, and we're just using them to kind of represent because a lot of them are pretty simpler, right? I don't want to say the actual numbers, so we're going to call them A and B. So see this number right here. Don't say it. Don't say it. That's A. I can't say it. Okay. Okay, and then this number here is B. Alright. That's me doing some real awkward... Write it down. I didn't understand. Oh my god. Write down the two numbers for him. If they were really concerned, they could just go back and listen to Jay Scott. Well, he's there. Watch it. You didn't notice. But anyways. Okay. So, what would you think would be the first thing you'd want to look at when you're trying to pick a unit? Uh, hey, well, let's start here. Where do you get? Where do you think they get the information that you look at to pick a unit? Like this website, GoHunt.com, is all statistics. Where do you think? But the year we're going to hunt hasn't happened yet. So where do you think they got their statistics? Google. No. Other hunters asking them Past questions. hunts. Yeah, some of it's survey information. Uh, some of it is like tag, you know, like reporting information. I don't really know how that works because when we hunted in Colorado on OTC tag, we didn't get anything. Uh, but I don't know if you're like required to report it. I don't know how that works. We so, need feedback. Talk to us. Yeah. Uh, well, we can research it and figure it out. But if y'all want to tell us, that'd be cool too. So look here, ladies. So in unit A, we'll go on to the public land in a minute. But so in unit A, if we put in with not having any points, we have a 33% chance of drawing a tag. That's pretty good, right? And a twenty, and according to last year's stats, a twenty-five percent chance of shooting something. Why are you over there, not near your microphone? So I can see. Okay, then turn your microphone. I'm gonna tell you all this stuff, though. That's what I was doing, but Tristan was telling me something that he didn't understand. Okay, quit. You're making tons of noise that we don't want. I'm telling you to be careful with your headphones. Okay, so unit A, 
33% chance of getting drawn, 25% chance of killing something, right? Unit B with zero points and non-resident is 100% chance of getting drawn. So if we put in, we're going to get drawn, right? It's almost like over the counter. But guess why that is? What do you think the harvest success is? 0.5 or something. It's Well, compared to the other one, do you think it's more or less? Way less. It's quite a bit less, 14%. That's still not horrible, but it's not great. I still... <clears throat> is it like Nevada, how there's not a lot of them, but they're really big? I think it might have t more to do with accessibility. I don't know. Uh, so let's get into that, actually. Uh, well, let's look at it. Uh, we can do that here. So this is the page for Unit A. Um... First thing on unit A is the elk are smaller. Um, the ones that are getting killed average between trash and 280 and 280 inches, right? Which I don't know much about elk, measuring elk, you know. Uh, I think it has to be a 4x4 four, four four to kill it or a 2x2 two two to kill it. I can't. We looked that up last time. We'll look it up before we go. Doesn't matter. Anyways. We're looking at unit A right now, right? Yeah, so unit A, the whole unit is 213 square miles. And 75% of that's public land. That's not bad. Except that unit B is almost 600 square miles, and it's over 75% public land. So there's way more land, public land, that we can hunt on in unit B. Right? A lot more opportunities. Now, that said, there's a lot of forest service roads. There's a lot of forest service roads in Unit A. Oh, what was I wanting to look at? So right now, Unit A has almost everything running against Oh, and if we put in for Unit A, you know, it's 33% chance of getting drawn. Uh, and we don't get drawn. Next, and next year we have a point. Next year's 100% chance, according to this. I would go then with Unit A. I don't think you have to do... I don't think you have to... You don't have to put in for the same unit every time. To, you don't get a point, like, in that unit. Mm -hmm. You get a point in Colorado, and you can apply it to whatever unit you want. Like, we didn't... We wouldn't even... We don't even have to put in for one. We could buy an OTC tag and buy a point and just have a point next year. Um, but I think we're at zero right now. Zero. Muzzle loader. Okay, so unit. Oh yeah, elevation. That's what I wanted to look at. So elevation, seventy-seven hundred feet is like the lowest elevation in unit in unit A, uh, which is kind of like, let's see, that's where that we parked the truck when we went hunting. And then it's about the same for unit B. Now, 
they go up two and of course this is the tip top of the peaks but unit a goes up to over 14,000 feet and unit b is 13,000 feet i don't know enough about the lay of the land to know if we could get to either of those but both of them there's tons of incline to figure out and hunt too what is that moon phases thing what? Oh, so moon phases. A lot of people believe that moon phases affect movement of cervids and deer and elk, mule deer, whitetail, moose. And a lot of people believe it affects fish too. Um, so a lot of hunting sites will have moon phases. And so what you do, so we would be going. And this month, uh, in September, because archery. And then, so if we went, let's see, in this week, which is probably where, like, these days, did her, I guess that's new moon, or that's full moon. These days would be good for movement, and that'd be about when the rut's starting. So this week here is probably when we'll go. Right. This week here, so there's full moon and there's new moon, right? Uh, new moon is when there's uh, it's all it's covered. Like you can't see the moon at all. We're looking during, at the dark side of the moon. Yeah, it's the opposite of the full moon, right? And both of those are good for deer movement, according to people who believe in moon phases. I do to some extent. Uh, I think there's other factors. Barometric pressure is definitely a factor, but we need to do a lot more studying like to they figure don't, out. They don't want to move. It's about the rain yeah. because they know it's about to rain. Exactly. So, looks like they're about the same on access. Uh, unit B. Uh, unit O. Oh, trophy sizes go up to 300 inches on in Unit B. So, that's better. Bull to cow ratio, not enough difference to say anything. So unit B wins. I don't really understand all of these stats. That's uh, a bunch of rifle crap. Rainfall, we're doing all right. rifles yeah I think I like unit B better unit A is the one that I had found by searching around but I think because even if we don't get no we would get drawn you know what let's do this so let's say back to the results non-resident but why aren't we just going for B? Because B has bigger... Oh, wait. I'm gonna, Because. So I'm going to do over-the-counter. Right? So let's look at the unit that we hunted in before. So let's compare. So the unit we hunted in before is an over-the-counter unit. Which is... Yeah. Uh... Trophy potential is about the same. 
605 square miles, 56% public land. So not as much public land. And the elevations aren't as high. It goes all the way down to 40. doesn't have as much public land. This is not A or B. This is C. This is the one we hunted in last time when we went. And we know the issues as far as uh, cows being all over the dang place. And cows and cowboys. I would be very angry if we weren't recording. Yeah. Uh, uh, bull cow ratio is about the same. Trophy potential is about the same. This, uh, so we're ignoring unit A, just talking about unit B versus unit C now. Um, let's see. That's muzzleloader. Muzzleloader. Did you go through every single unit until you got to that? No, you can filter it. Uh, you can say, I want a minimum of this amount of public land. I want a minimum of this level of draw odds. I want a minimum of this level of harvest odds. Okay, so... So let's go. So let me... So in unit B, because it's OTC, they don't have... They have harvest success at 9%. So I'm going to say we put in for unit B. Winner, winner, chicken, dinner. Well, what we can What's do... Bin? Let's do this. So let's say... So we have uh, OTC. Yeah. We have... Public land, let's see, harvest success. What was it on unit B? Do you remember? It's like 14%. Dad. Hold on. Okay. So. Alright, so unit C. If you go up to twenty minimum twenty percent on the harvest success, because it's hundred, you know, it's OTC, so there's no draw. Hundred percent draw chance. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a lot of these are on the east side of the state, which the way Colorado works, that means it's private land deal. Um, that's the flat land, and so we're going to be looking at these three units in the west. And they are that one there, twenty-two percent harvest success with a small amount of public land, and then the other ones. Okay, chill. Uh, one of them is twenty percent chance of harvest. Smaller trophy potential and almost almost no public land. So that means it's all the successful hunts are probably on private land. And then the other one's about the same. So I'm saying unit B is our best option. And that's the one we got from that podcast. So thanks. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Dinner. All right. So unit B wins. Say yay. Yeah. <laughs> Never telling you our numbers. All right, Jojo. You sign us out.
Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Wilderness Law Podcast. You can find us at Twiddle, and the Twiddle is... We don't need to tell them that because they can go watch every single thing we've ever made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Inst- listen, listen. Instead, no, tell them Twitter, inst- Instagram, no, all Steven, that Steven, wait, wait. We're not going to tell you our Twitter, so you have to go wa- listen to the next episode, th- to the other episodes. You know? You know? Yeah, yeah. Just tell them the Twitter. Okay. Uh, Daddy, what's to the Twitter? We're doing advertisements, dude. Okay. Mm, here's a drawing. <laughs> Why are you just on the on the card on the? Well, there's this other unit that I like a lot, but it's zero percent chance of draws. <laughs> uh, so let's call this D, and I'm just gonna look at it real quick before we sign off. Tristan, it's almost a thousand square miles, and it's almost a hundred percent public land. I'm gonna murder your face. Shut up. Uh, da, da, da. so let's. So check this out, 340-inch trophy potential. And we should do that one because it has 0% draw odds. Ooh. What? Yeah, it's got 0% draw odds forever. Oh, like, yeah. even if we had 8 points. So what we would be doing is basically like buying a, t- a point, and we'd go OTC. So I'm saying Unit B is still the winner. I would love to hunt here. What what's the draw or I mean the harvest potential? Oh, it's like a little bit more than mm. yeah. It's not. Yeah, why is it zero percent? Because it's OTC. It's not OTC. Oh. It's it, yeah. It's, it's just, just a very popular unit. Oh. Yeah. So you'd need we would you know it, this cuts points. off at eight points. So, I don't know how many points you'd have to have. I bet there's guys with, like, 20 points who have, like, 1% draws. Do you know what point creep is? Mm-mm. There's this thing where uh, the more people accrue points, the more points it takes to draw X unit. Uh... So, you, you, we only get one point per year, and some units are so popular that when it required eight points last year... It'll require, and you all of us, and you had seven points, right? Well, this year it takes eleven points, and you only have eight points, right? Okay. So, did you all do uh, Twitter and everything? No, no. Do um, it. Our Twitter is Wilderness Law, and all Tw- ins- at Wilderness underscore Law. At Wilderness underscore Law. Instagram is the same. Instagram is the same, and Facebook. Facebook is just Wilderness Law Podcast. Wilderness Law Podcast and website. Website is Wilderness See you guys in the next one. Yeah, thank y'all for listening. Toodles. Bye. Take it easy. Toodles.